I'm going into cardiology next month and I mean, we were talking about this earlier. I like really need to refresh on like, what is an EKG, how to read them? Like, what is, what's the heart? What's a ventricle? Things like that. Like I honestly, like the like great thing about three months off is it's three months off. The worst thing is like, I feel like I've forgotten a lot of medicine. Say, kid, what do you Say. want to be when you grow up? <laughs> Last minute pod. We're throwing the things together. Last oh. minute on a Thursday afternoon. Say, kid. Gotta be ready to pod anytime, Santana. I was born to pod. <laughs> 24 7. Thanks, Wolf. <laughs> like who? Steppenwolf. Born to be wild. Okay. Grandpa. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Ooh. To another episode of Becoming a Doctor, a podcast where two fourth year medical students talk about the only thing that they ever talk about medical school uh i'm your host santana sanchez i'm your co-host kevin gale kevin j gale. kevin j gale uh and you guys can check out this podcast on apple podcasts spotify becoming a doctor pod.com that's on the world wide web and on twitter how many followers we got these days oh innumerable innumerable <laughs> the twitter handle is at becoming a doc pod yep you can also send in your mailbag questions and you know just general fan mail mm-hmm. hate mail like mm-hmm. we get a lot of that <laughs> any fan fix you've been working on i get a lot of that in general just the hate mail podcast no <laughs> podcast that's so sad. I'm sorry for you. All right, you ready for this podcast? Well, I didn't say what the email is oh, for the sorry. hate mail. Yeah. What is it? Send your hate mail to kevinjgale at gmail.com. Okay, I'm going to pull up some of my favorite sounders like this one. Let's start this podcast up. Three, two, one, go! Huh. I before we get Before we really get into it, <laughs> great sounder. Um, I was catching up with a friend from undergrad yeah. that I hadn't, I mean, I didn't see them. I was talking to them over the phone, Yeah, but I hadn't talked to them in a long time. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, medical school is almost over. I don't really know what I'm doing next because we don't know yet. Or I don't know where I'm living next. Yes. You know what you're doing next, hopefully. <laughs> Trying out for the amazing race. <laughs> Things could change. Um, and he was like, oh yeah. So like, what did you think about med school? Was it fun? Was it hard? Um, and I was like, oh, kinda. So I'm curious what you what you would answer to those questions. Is this our first segment? Because I love this segment. Uh, this is not an official segment. Should we table it? No, this, I could talk about this all day. Well, let's hear it. Was it fun? Was it hard? That's what he was wondering. And I was like, hmm. I was also playing Halo at the same time, so. My attention was a little bit <laughs> split. When your friend asked you this. Uh, well, he was also playing Halo. Oh, yeah. So this conversation was just in-depth, probably, while you guys are slaughtering robots. I mean, it was it was in-depth. It was a real heart-to-heart. Um, I mean, you know, my memory is garbage, so you forget the bad stuff and remember the good stuff. Right. That's always good. And to me, it was like, okay, I didn't work that hard in med school, and now I'm going to be an MD and have a career for the rest of my life, stable, challenging, 
interesting. Yeah. So it seems like med school was totally worth it. Fine. But was it fun? Was it hard? Well, I do remember uh, that I had like, you know, probably undiagnosed depression first year. Oh, yeah. Which like indirectly led to a breakup. Yeah. You know? And that probably made it really hard. And then after the break, you know, it seemed like things were... Spiraling. Difficult for a while. It was difficult. But the whole time, I was, you know, easily getting through med school, right? Like, not like failing any big tests or anything like that. Acing them. I don't think med school is, is extremely hard. I just think, like, difficulty level. You know what I mean? Uh, I think go on. I think a ton of people could do it. Oh yeah! Like after you get in, mm-hmm. it's just about putting the daily work in, getting through the grind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fun because you meet a lot of people. Have yeah. good have good times. Definitely fun. Great oldies. Good times. Great oldies. Kind of thing. What? Cool one hundred eight. Oh, eighties, <laughs> nineties, and today. Yeah, you get it. You know, when I was a kid, it was sixty-seven, sixties, and seventies. Yeah. yeah. That's when I liked it. Fun fact. <laughs> now it's 80s, 90s. Not as interested. What are your thoughts? Uh, oh, so I was like, it took me a second. I was like, was it fun? Because, um, you know, my memories of the last two years are a lot stronger than of the yeah. first two years. Yeah, exactly. And the last two years, not that fun. But that wasn't because of medical school. It was because of uh, C-19. Yep. Um. And so I I said that you that like really what's very unique about medical school compared to I mean I'm going into or I'm wrapping up my 20 first year of school Sheesh. at this point so compared with the previous schooling the big difference is that everything is it's constantly changing what you're what's expected of you as a medical student like from year to year and then as you get closer to the end from like month to month even yeah your expectations and responsibilities and workload just varies wildly um but thinking back to so i would say you have to break it down into the various years thinking back to first and second year i thought it was very hard okay um i remember uh friends coming to visit me and like we would get dinner and it would be like the first time I would go outside for the full day. Yeah. Yep. I would have been in the basement. Studying, 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 not for nine hours. Yeah. Yeah. You go out to dinner, go back down to, into the basement, study a couple more hours. So I guess those kind of pressures is what made it hard. Yeah, it was hard. I mean, it was definitely hard. It's just forever. It's just a ton of content that you need to learn quote unquote. I mean, I don't know how much of it I remember at this point, but I definitely had to learn. We definitely had to learn a ton of stuff at some point. I remember it being the way that I would describe it is it's like you're doing your finals. You're cramming for your finals as an undergrad, Mm -hmm. as a college student, you're doing your finals week or your pre finals week, whatever for two whole years, basically is, is how I would describe the first two years of medical school. Yeah. That's a great, that's analogy. A level, that's a level of work that you that you'd have to do to like keep your head above water, and like it's doable. We both we both did it, but I wouldn't say it is easy. Good point. I think that's a great analogy because you are working a lot of hours during the day, mm-hmm. 
but I also did think that those two years were a ton of fun. You know, I made I made a bunch of new friends, mm-hmm. um, had a bunch of new experiences. Um, and it's where you met me, so yeah, one t- of the highlights of your life. Yes, that day will go down. <laughs> no, not that day. Just so the over first two years. Yes. Building the relationship with me, one of the highlights of your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I look back on it fondly. Uh, yeah. And at that point, we had, I mean, our only responsibility was to learn content. Right. So it was like, you do it on your own time. So it was any time I wanted to go out and get dinner with friends, anytime I wanted to, um, you know, lose 50 bucks and smash to my old pal, <laughs> KG, it was easy. And now the last two years, I feel like it's kind of flipped. Once we got done with board exams, it's like there are huge time commitments sometimes where you're at the where you're expected to be at the hospital at the clinic for 40, 50, 60 hours a week. But in general, you're kind of working or like apprenticing and there's not you're not expected to do so much other stuff to learn as right. much. And the average Americans working 40, 50, 60. So it's not like the last two years have been cake. Right. I mean even, even on the the heavy hour rotations. Well, I mean mostly. I I mean like cake. my surgery rotation, cake. I wouldn't say it was cake. <laughs> I was at the I had to wake up at four AM six days of the week. Four thirty. Four thirty Stop exaggerating. I'll stop. 4.30 a.m. But that was only a month. Like, I can right. do that for a and month. you're saying it just varies so much. Yeah. And, and then, then you have a month where you do nothing. Wow. Well, that's... <laughs> that was one of us. <laughs> um, so I would say overall, fun and hard. Yes. But I go back to that. You put it... You So many people could go through med school. Yeah. I like, think it's the it's same. it's just, you know... It just takes a lot of work. It's the same as work. running a marathon. Like... We got two marathon runners here on the pod. <laughs> cough, cough. No big deal. One of us won. Not me. I'll tell you that right now. Age group. We got a marathon winner. <laughs> of my age group at the time. <laughs> he wears his trophy around <laughs> the pod HQ. But I truly believe anybody could run a marathon if you, at any age, I mean, unless you, you know, had, yeah, yeah, I get had it. a you disorder. Don't yeah, right, right. Uh, you just have to put in the work right. and really try to do it. And I think medical God, school. Your analogies are crushing it right now. That's another great analogy. Thank you. It's just you know you put the work in daily, and you can get through med school. Mm-hmm. One brick at a time, low and slow. Low and sl- I've never heard that phrase. What? That's what our friend of the pod, Ranveer Vazdev, always says. Ah, low and slow. Okay, low and slow. Yep. Yes, sir. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I've it's been interesting thinking about think it about. since then. Like, was it hard? Yeah. And it's because e- like uh, this month I'm doing a rotation that is objectively not hard. And that really clouds my impression of medical school. What, in makes, what makes you describe it like that? Is it because you take an hour nap from 2 to 3 p.m. every day? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> but I would say that if something were hard, it would be tough to take a one hour nap <laughs> three days out of the week every week. <laughs> Three plus days out of the week. Oh, that's so funny. Um, any other takeaways? Um, the other takeaway, fun. I think residency would be more fun. Really? Honestly, yeah. I hope so. Because we're really going to learn how to become doctors then. 
So I'm pretty pumped about that. And that's going to be fun. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. I really do. I mean, it'll be a lot more work, but it'll be way more rewarding and fun, I think. Yeah. Oh, it'll definitely be way more rewarding. Right. It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be more rewarding than playing an hour of chess every day, which I'm currently doing. An hour only? (laughs) All right. Well, so that's the end of that segment. Yep. 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 Are we? we? (laughs) So we're on to our next segment. Yeah. Which is the Journal Club. Oh, uh, hold on. Uh, Let me tap dance. Here we go. Journal Club. Excellent. Wait a sec. Let me try the other one. Journal Club. (laughs) Sigh. Okay, so I got a journal article for you this week. Yes. As you know, I'm a mycophile. Always have been. Always will be. And as you know, the mycelium is all around us. Always. Um, so Are you talking about mushrooms? I'm talking about mushrooms. <laughs> I'm talking about mushrooms. Mushrooms, uh, also known as fungi, yes. are a life form that is all around us and that has been used for many medical breakthroughs throughout the years. Oh, wow. This is going to be great. Penicillin, ever heard of it? I have comes from a mushroom or a fungi i actually i honestly don't know what the difference is <laughs> if you know what the difference is tweet at us does it really penicillin yeah it comes or it comes from like a bread mold okay is a mold a mushroom probably uh, maybe um so i wanted to talk about this article that i found today uh the other day that i was reading about about a new old medicine made from mushrooms that's confusing. That's an oxymoron when you say new old medicine. I know. It's intriguing, isn't it? I'm very excited. Why don't you open up that um, article on your computer right now? And here it is. <laughs> so this is uh, the top. the top line of this article is, the largest randomized controlled double blind psilocybin therapy study ever completed shows rapid and sustained response for patients receiving a single dose of psilocybin extract along with uh, psychological support. Psilocybin is the yeah you got to slow down colloquially colloq can you say this word for colloquially me? nope <laughs> colloquially no colloq Colloquially, colloquially, (laughs) we can edit this out. More common, aka magic mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms. What's the what's the scientific name? Psilocybin, and and colloquially known as magic mushrooms. Colloquially, colloquially, yes. These are the ones that you know people have used recreationally to people, quote unquote. Yeah. Could hu- be anybody. Humans. <laughs> humans in general. In general. Um, it's, okay. <laughs> Magic mushrooms. Now keep going with what, the largest double blind study. Yes. Keep going. I'm very intrigued already. <laughs> Shows a rapid and sustained response in treating depression. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, and those given a single dose of psilocybin extract. It, along with standard treatment or along with uh we should stay psychological support 
So it was the only medicine that they gave. In, ah. the, in this trial, people were taken off of their SSRIs, weaned down, and they continued to see therapy or crisis therapy if they needed it. They were, uh, and the only medication that they were given was a single one-time dose of psilocybin extract. They tried people at different dosages, and at the highest dosage, people had a reduction in their depressive symptoms. Um, I think it was like three months after. I read this yesterday. I don't remember all the deeds. This is fat. Wait, so uh, look at the methods part of this because I might have a question. Do, do, do. So it was people diagnosed with depression already on SSRIs. It was people 100% who, of the people were on SSRIs. No, it was people who had um, resistant, ah, medic, medication resistant depression. Yes. Who have tried and failed at least two standard of care antidepressant medications. Gotcha. So these are the people who. They got. They have depression. They go to their doctor. They get on an antidepressant. Doesn't work. They do some therapy. Doesn't work. They try a different antidepressant. Doesn't work. Yeah. So this is probably at least a year, maybe multiple years of trying therapies. Yeah. Yep. To treat their mental illness, nothing's working. Okay. And so they say, let's get these people in a, um, a scientific study. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so it had been speculated. I remember hearing about these. There had been small trials of this, and it had been speculated for a long time that, um having a in a controlled safe environment having like a hallucinogenic experience with psilocybin wait what's psilocybin uh colloquially <laughs> with magic mushrooms okay could be beneficial for people with depression or people with anxiety so this is the largest case study so far no, yes control largest randomized controlled control. double blind psilocybin therapy study which is like the gold standard for mm -hmm. medication trials. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's the largest. I think it was still only, on, it was under 300 people. Okay. So tiny compared to the gold standard stuff. Yes. Um, um, but it's tricky to do these studies because psilocybin. Uh, psilocybin. Which is. Colloquially. Known magic as, mushrooms. <laughs> yes. Um, is still considered, or is still a schedule one controlled substance in the united states yes so it's very difficult for i mean it's illegal for provide it's you can't prescribe it it's illegal for people to have it it's very difficult for researchers to get permission yes to study it fascinating that's what state was it done uh, did it say i think it was in a few states control f control f that article uh nah it was in a few states uh okay. columbia university um and then also in california and i think in washington mm. Because the state of Washington is trying to legalize it, legalize psilocybin. Hold on. Colloquially. Known as magic mushrooms for uh, for prescribers. <laughs> Are you going to try it? Yeah, say it again. Psilocybin. Colloquially. Known as magic mushrooms. Anyways, <laughs> so in this study, these are folks who have very severe depression that is not responding to antidepressants um there are pretty limited options for these folks like you can continue to try older medications that have more side effects mm -hmm. there's also an option to to try um electroconvulsive therapy mm -hmm. which is basically going in a couple times a week um uh to get uh electricity delivered directly to your nervous system which has been shown in some people to 
be a good treatment for very severe depression. Mm-hmm. But that also doesn't work for some people. Right. And a lot of people have other hangups about it because it seems really scary. Anyways. This is fascinating. How did you come across this? I'm a mycophile. Like I said, the mycelium <laughs> is all around us. Uh, I forgot the intro to this segment. <laughs> so let me uh, let me pull up these findings here. Do, 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 do. Um, and what else was I going to say? Are there countries where magic mushrooms are um, legal? Like um, Portugal? I believe so. I believe that that would, that would be one of the only ones. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll Google it. Here we go. Oh, okay, so the, the results? So, so the big result is that 36.7% of people in the largest group. So the, so the methods were they weaned people off of their SSRIs yep. or other antidepressant medications. Yep. So yep. they were yep. taking yep. nothing. They continued to see to get um, uh, uh, CBT or some type of psychotherapy. And they were given a one-time dose of either one milligram or 20, 10 milligrams or 25 milligrams psilocybin extract. Sign me up for the 25. <laughs> the one and the 10 did not see significant results. Oh, okay. The people... In the 25 uh, milligram group, um, showed a significantly significant improvement in their uh, major depressive disorder symptoms, which are, you know, feelings of hopelessness, trouble sleeping, trouble eating. Um, And uh, when compared with, when compared with uh, their previous, their previous state when they were on their SSRIs. Right. Dang. So very exciting. That is very exciting. And so this this what's what's really exciting about it is they were able to do this big like you're saying gold standard type study to show that this is a possible treatment and now that now that there's like this um this opens a door to further studies into like which what specific patients is this best for? Right. How uh, Instead of 300, you 3,000 people. Exactly. Right? Just seeing more and more, Larger getting more trial. and more That's data. That's probably one of the things they say, right? Mm-hmm. This study means there should be further studies exactly. analyzing this. And this is also, this is now going to be used to push for um, legalization, quote unquote, of psychedelics for medicinal purposes. Right. For mental health in states where, you know, the government is more amenable to that. Mental health or other diagnoses or other we don't know we don't know we don't know because the research hasn't been done because it's illegal to right to use right that's fascinating i i love that was way better than my journal club article <laughs> we'll save I mean, it for next week no i'm throwing it away <laughs> i gotta upgrade my my journal article you read a dud yeah i read a dud compared to that one well that's the end of my journal article let's run through yours really quick let's hear the dud. no 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 so wait, are we going to discuss whether you and I have taken magic mushrooms illegally or no? Um, if you want to, I have not. Oh, I haven't either. Oh, well, that's kind of a boring discussion. <laughs> uh, but I've always wanted to. Yeah, it seems like it would be an interesting time, uh, fun time. But go but, up, uh, go up to the lake. I have. Uh, I think I have an addictive personality. So when I said chess for an hour a day, I meant eight hours a day. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think mushrooms is a good idea. Um, but I'm off probation now. Congratulations. So time to start breaking some more laws, right? 
I guess that's one way to interpret that news. And I love this thing. I love what you're saying. Uh, can you imagine? You know, there's like medical marijuana uh, is legal in some states, mm-hmm. but not many providers do it because it's a jump bunch of hoops. You got to jump through and stuff like that. Yeah, it's can, really wonky how they do it in in our state. Can of you imagine the hoops to be jumped through if they ever legalize this for medicinal purposes? It would probably be similar. Yeah, or more, or more. Man, I mean, even though, yeah, I don't know. All right, great article. Let me close this. That was awesome. <laughs> So the takeaway is the takeaway is these doctors showed that psilocybin colloquially known as magic mushrooms can be used in the treatment of severe treatment resistant depression. Wow. Wow. What's crazy about it is that it's a a one time. (laughs) It's a one time dose. Like, yeah, folks are taking a pill or two pills every day. Every day. No results. And then one time dose three months later, there's improvement depressions are de- yeah. Crazy. Wow. A great success. <laughs> Literally. That's what I would say. A great success. How many positives do I have wow, here? Wow, is very nice. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You got one? You got a positive? <laughs> All right, let's move along here. Okay. Wait, wait let me finish. Uh, let me close out the uh the, the segment journal club that was it that what, was our what's next next is let's call up our guest let's do it now it's time to go mobile <laughs> get this guy on the phone who are we who's our guest this week kevin nuan pathagamagay nuan pathagamagay also a fourth year med student also a lad oh, hello Welcome to the pod. Hello, can you hear us clearly? Hear you loud and clear. Thank can you, you guys so much. Hear me? Oh yes. Yeah, you sound crisp. You sound great. Thanks for joining us on the pod today. Oh my pleasure. There's nothing I would rather be doing right now than coming on the pod with my boys, Kevin and Santana. I don't know. You seemed so reluctant a few months ago, and then I call you, I don't know, half hour ago, and you're like, I'd love to. He's a busy man. Cut him some slack. What changed in the past few months? Since I've I've just been busy, Kevin. You know, now I'm I'm hanging out, I'm chilling. I just saw my boys yesterday. You know, it's the great time to come on. (laughs) I agree. Never a better time than today. Never a better time. Um. Okay. So who's Nuwan Pathagamage? Give us the brief intro. Yeah, you want my uh, my little interview spiel? I guess. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Don't they say that's the most common interview question? Be like, who are you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like I've answered it a little bit. But I'll, I won't give you guys the full spiel, but just a little bit about me. Okay. So I'm Nuan. Uh, <laughs> great start. <laughs> great start. Elite start. <laughs> well, I guess the main thing that I like usually bring up, and the first thing I always talk about is just where I come from and my family. So I, I am the son of Sri Lankan immigrants. My Actually, my grandpa is the first one who came from Sri Lanka to Minnesota. Don't know how he did it. Never seen snow before. All of a sudden, he's in Minnesota. So <laughs> rude awakening. Crazy thing. But I think that's a big part of who I am and like what makes me who I am. And just growing up. So growing up, I grew up with my mom, my dad, my grandma. She lived with us. It's my mom's mom and my brother Nevin. And grew up in Minnesota. Had a blast here. Wanted a little bit of different experience. Went to Wash U for college. Came back here for med school. Wanted to be close to the fam. Good to be back in Minnesota. 
And that's like my little, you know, brief intro. Yeah, 30 what seconds. What else do you want to know? I love it. Well, that's what polished. else do you want to know about me? I know. Wanna... Look at that. <laughs> that was so polished. That was too good. Have you um, visited Sri Lanka? Not in a long time. I think we were going to go. My family was planning a big trip before, mm. you know, this, you know, thing we call COVID. Ooh. A small thing. Never heard of it. But yeah, we were planning to go. And I think that just really slowed everything down. But I'd yeah. really like, like to go back soon as soon as I can, really. Have you visited India? I have never visited India, but I will be visiting soon. Ooh. Well, tell us more. That's exciting. Well, as you guys know, my uh, girlfriend Tanisha is from India, and I'll be traveling there with her in April to go visit her family for Tanisha, a wedding. Tanisha, famously an enemy of the pod. Is she an enemy of the pod? <laughs> yes. What happened? What did you guys do? What did we do? <laughs> She refused to come on. She said, no, never. Not in a million years. She said, I'd rather die than come <laughs> on this stupid well, podcast. We'll, we'll have to talk about that. We'll see, we'll see if that changes. Yeah, you try to win her over. I'll do my best. We'll no bury problem. the hatchet. Um, <laughs> and Wait, so then that means there's no plans now to go to Sri Lanka. Not currently, but like maybe when I'm in India, I was talking with my family, maybe we'll just do a little quick trip. You know, we're already... All the way across, you know, might as well do a little quick trip to Sri Lanka, but we'll figure it out. No current plans, though. Your so your parents did not grow up in Sri Lanka then, or did they? They moved here in like their twenties, so they went to college here at the University of Minnesota for undergrad and like did that stuff. Wow. They were like twenty when they moved here. Okay, okay. that's kind of wow. crazy. Go Gophers, though. Go Gophers. Yeah, they they said it was just like like I cannot imagine. My mom's like famous story is like she like went to a restaurant for the first time and they asked her like how do you want your meat and my mom said cooked because like in her mind there's like no like there's no medium there's no rare like she was like i want my meat cooked because like well, how else would i want my meat you yeah. know just things like that which she had never experienced before so you're, i can't even imagine your yeah. parents probably think you're so spoiled you're like the most spoiled oh, american oh. around so true have you, know, you it's crazy would they because <laughs> i went to <laughs> i went to wash you too and the mm -hmm. the wash you like cafeteria has like gigantic portobello mushrooms shrimp every day of the week whatever you want lobster when they yeah, when they came oh. down, were they like, "What are where are we sending our son for undergraduate?" Yeah, oh my, Kevin, just thinking about that washu food, so good, so many options, Kevin. There's different food from all over the country, all over the world. <laughs> Meanwhile, my parents were like, "We ate rice and curry every day." <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, it's like you know, for sure, they were definitely like, "You're spoiled." But I think you know that was the whole dream for them is that you know they their kids got to be spoiled, so. In some ways, they were happy, but in other ways, for sure, they were like, yeah, this is crazy. Like, what are these kids? These kids have no idea what <laughs> real life is like. And that's honestly probably true. <laughs> so true. Uh, yeah, so they're actually proud of you and themselves for getting you there. Yeah, I would say so. I are mean, you the first doctor, I'm, too, in, in the, the, the last couple generations? or? I'm not, I have some, uh, some aunts who are doctors as well, but like in terms of like people my age and my family, I'm the first one. And I think, yeah, it was a big deal. My grandma, who uh, don't want to make the pod sad, but she passed away during med school. Oh. And when I told her I got into med school, she was like so happy. Honestly, if you're talking about like one of my favorite memories pre-med school was just like telling her that I got into med school. That was uh -huh. like, she was over the moon, but yeah, that was like awesome. That was a really good feeling to just be able to, cause I think for her and like, my mom, my dad, it was just like everything was like kind of reaching up. You know, you want your kids to do better mm -hmm. than where you are. And it was awesome to like kind of 
reached that. I, I know getting into med school isn't like the pinnacle or anything like that, but for them, it was like a big sign of like, oh, like our, my grandson, my son is doing well. Yeah, absolutely. That's is a sweet story. Um, did she start crying or did she, was she just so proud of you or? She was just like so happy. I don't know. Like, you know, she, my, she was just like, I don't know if I had seen her that happy in a long time. You know, it was just like, it's just a lot of over emotion just overcame her and she was happy and then she was crying and then it was just like all the above, you oh. know? So it was just like, and when I found out, you know, they give you the little phone call yep. from uh, Dimple Patel and mm-hmm, you're like answering mm-hmm. you. And then she was just there, you know, I was in my house and she was there and she, you know, made some rice and curry. Cause what else, you know, what else are we going <laughs> to eat? She was making the classic and I just like ran up and I told her I got in and she was the first person I got to tell. And it was like minutes after I found out it was just awesome. So yeah, that is awesome. That is so awesome. So what if, if every generation has to do better, what is Nuan Jr. going to do? If Oh, you... man, Nuan Jr. better, better, you know. I don't know, man. That's a great question. You better be like a doctor, astronaut, lawyer, <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Doctor, astronaut. I was going to say like Ivy League med school or something. But... <laughs> hey, you better do all the above. <laughs> Uh, first surgery in space, Kevin. That's what we're gonna do. That's yes. what Nuan Junior has to do. Nuan Junior, or should I say Tanisha <laughs> Junior? What are we gonna name? Could be either junior? one, either <laughs> or. <laughs> uh, okay, that's the good. That's a great intro. Love Polished. it. So, uh, what's our next question? <laughs> our next question: What's Nuan doing in med school? Oh yeah, how's med school treating you these days? What are you up to? Med school is treating me fantastic right now. This is, you know, I'm currently not in a rotation. So Mm. it's just doing my own thing. It's kind of nice. I think like everybody, we are kind of getting to that point where you just rotation, 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 burnout. And I've been off for, you know, a few months doing interviews, whatnot. But like, man, I just feel re-energized, you know? I feel like I needed the break. That's awesome. Yeah, where you get to a point where you're excited to get into residency almost, right? Exactly. Excited to get back and start becoming a doctor for real. Totally. I think that's exactly where I am though. I'm going into cardiology next month. And I mean, we were talking about this earlier. I like really need to refresh on like, what is an EKG, how to read them? (laughs) Like what is, what's the heart? What's a ventricle? Things like that. Like I honestly, like the, like great thing about three months off is three months off. The worst thing is like, I feel like I've forgotten a lot of medicine. So Need the refresher. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. You're a smart guy. I mean, we all know you'll be fine, but that doesn't make like that feeling any better where you're like, oh, I forgot everything. Yeah, I know. You'll be fine. And the more like everyone keeps telling me like, oh, you'll be fine. You remember that makes me like almost more nervous. You know what I mean? Oh. I'm like, will I be fine? No, <laughs> will I be? <laughs> but no, I'll be okay. Uh, One of Rachel's favorite stories, she hadn't done medicine in like three months and she gets into the emergency department on day one and uh the d dimers elevated and they're oh like boy, here, say what <laughs> here we go jargon jargon and they're like what should you what should you do and she's like uh i don't know give him some oxygen and it was was that the exact story? I think I'm butchering the story. Yeah, you're really slandering <laughs> our friends. Great story, Kevin. I love it. Uh, <laughs> scratch that. Anyways. We'll edit it out. You're on break. You got cardiology coming up for a month. Then yeah. are you done with med school? I have one more rotation after that, my emergency medicine one, and mm-hmm. then I'm done with med school. 
Hey. Hey, that's kind of, that's so crazy. <laughs> We're so close. Doctor Pathagama Gay. All right, that's that's crazy. Don't say that, Kevin. <laughs> Doctor Gale, Doctor Sanchez. Uh, very pumped. Very pumped about it. Yeah. Next question. What is it, Santana? Um, uh, we want to know what your favorite med school memory is. Oh, this this is a good question. I, I was thinking about this. So I guess I have. I'm trying to decide if I should go like favorite non medical one or favorite like medical one. Because my favorite medical one is kind of like Rachel's story a little bit. Maybe I'll jump into that one. Okay. So this was like my first rotation. I was on a surgery rotation. You Ooh. know, first time really being in the hospital, doing rounds, doing. I just wanted to be helpful. You know, you're just yep. like third year you want to get in do things but you have no idea what like anything is even like the basic things like mm-hmm. you just like don't know how a hospital works yep so we're doing like rounds this is maybe like first or second day i'm like we're rounding and this woman has like o2 in her nose right like a nasal cannula right yep given some and oxygen like, in the nose given some oxygen yep. and it's like she needs it but it's not currently on and so one of the residents like we're in the middle of rounds right and the residents like oh can you like fix that and you know i'm gung ho i'm like yeah, let me get in there. Let me fix this. <laughs> Thing is, I like legit did not know like how to put like a nasal, like how to put a nasal cannula like on someone or like how to like do it. So I like tried to put it around her neck like a necklace, essentially. <laughs> and the attending and the residents were like, what are you? <laughs> and I just looked like a fool. And like, you know, like that was like the beginning of the day. So the rest of the day, I was just like in a zone where I was like, I can't believe I did that. And I just like didn't. <laughs> but the thing is, I also didn't know what I was doing. So that was a good that was a good memory. Like now it's a good memory. When it happened, I was like, oh, my gosh, I am. Mortified. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you were shell shocked. Literally the it's worst. So- like. You know it's when so you do funny something? because it's called a nasal cannula. So it, yeah. it, the nasal implies the oxygen is, is being delivered via the nose. Yeah, and so you take that. this like piece of plastic that goes on the na- nostrils and you put it on her neck. Close yeah. enough. Close you know when you like do something wrong and then you look at everyone and everyone's just looking at you and you're like, oh, I'm doing something so wrong right now. You know, like it was that. Were feeling, they kind so. about it though? Did they like laugh? And be like, I remember third year, or was it surgery where they were like, you know, not nice about it? I think we were just like in the middle of rounds and people were busy and they just didn't have time for me to like go over what had happened. So we just kind of moved on, which was good and bad. I mean, in some ways it was good, but in some ways it was also like, oh man, what did these people think of me? You know, it was like my first, second day, like doing any kind of medicine. I was like, they must think I'm a fool. So. Anyways, that was a good memory. Love that story. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. And also, it's just so uh, relatable because, like, how if unless you were a scriber in healthcare before, how would you know? That doesn't come up in our preclinical years. How to put on oxygen devices? How would you possibly know how it works? And then you're also you know you say that. Santana, this is the talk I needed right after it happened. I like needed this talk like right after then. (laughs) (laughs) That's very kind of you to say, but I maybe I should have known. But I mean, yeah, there's just things you don't know. You don't experience them, and you live and you learn. I guess exactly, exactly. And now you're stronger. It's stronger for it. As my therapist always says, it's just inexperience, Mm. right? You Mm -hmm. you don't have the that experience, so how would you ever be expected to know something like that? Yeah. Still hilarious, though. (laughs) (laughs) Super funny now. I get it. 
Uh, do, you, do you? I know you. We. I know you have to get going because you got some plans this afternoon. Big plans. Do you have time for another story where it's like your favorite non-medical medical uh, medical school story? You know what, Kevin? I can I can make time for you, Kevin. Yes. I can make time for you for Santana. Yes. I'll make some time. Oh, can, thank you. Carve it out. I was gonna say. So there's this one. I, I would have mm, a good one. This is a Kevin involved story. Ooh. So as we as we talked about before, uh, I met my girlfriend Tanisha in medical school. <laughs> And we're now uh, dating. Kevin, I think you know where the story is going. <laughs> and so before we were dating, we were both single, kind of figuring it out. But we we were in the, kind of the process of like figuring out exactly what our relationship was and like who we were. And we were just like kind of going through the motions. We were kind of at almost a pivotal point. Like, do we tell people? Do we start like really making this a real deal thing? Mm-hmm. Are we going to so be public just, boyfriend, girlfriend or not? Exactly. Yep. Right. And we had like had a FB. big talk about this and like really gone over it. And we were just studying, I think in the graduate hotel. And then Kevin came by and was like, Hey, like I want to study. Are you around? And I was like, sure. Come by. So Kevin comes and sits down. Like this was like right after we had like a, I'm pretty sure we had the big, pretty big chat, like right before you came. And then obviously, you know, Kevin came. So we were like, okay, let's not talk about this anymore. (laughs) And Kevin comes and sits down and we're just like doing a little bit of small talk. And Kevin goes, wow, look at us. Three single people just figuring (laughs) it out. (laughs) And Tanisha was so embarrassed. She just like didn't want, you know, there's a lot going on. She literally got up and left. And just, like, had to leave. <laughs> she literally said nothing and just stood up and left. She didn't even say bye? Yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't even say bye. <laughs> she she came back eventually, but she just needed some space to, to process everything that was going on. So, yeah. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I remember sitting down and because I was just like, I had just gone off the app. I was at the gym right before that. And I was uh-huh. just gotten off the apps. And I was thinking, so I sat down. And I was like thinking to myself, "Oh, this is kind of nice. We got three single people living their lives, just trying to get through the world." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said it to you guys. Yep. <laughs> oh. And you guys had been dating for like months at that point, right? <laughs> <laughs> we, we were still in the process figuring it out, but it was still like uh, we weren't going public, and yeah, it was That's just so it was funny. A great. It was. Just so funny. <laughs> but then isn't the ending to that story, didn't you like tell me you guys were dating right then or I something? I think I did. I did I did end up telling you that same now. I was like, Kevin, we we are dating now. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Kevin, you were like, What's going on? Why did Tanisha just get up and that that I felt like I you deserved to know at that point. <laughs> right, right. Because I was like, Why did Tanisha just disappear on us? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Because she didn't bring her stuff either. I remember this. She just left. Like she didn't <laughs> grab her. Like she was knew she was coming back. But mm-hmm. I was like, "Where would Tanisha go?" She needed some air. Mm-hmm. She needed some space. It's a we- It's a great story. But it's uh, it's it reminds me of Rachel and Tom, right? Two of other peers of ours, friends. They date kind of dated, quote unquote, dated secretly for a few months too, because it's like a big step telling all our medical school peers that you're dating is like yeah. the gossip is just going to start flying around. So I understand yeah. why you guys wouldn't want to be like, after like two dates, be like, oh yeah, Tanisha and I went on a couple dates. It's mm-hmm. going well. We'll see where it goes. Right. Isn't that kind of the reasoning? Mm-hmm. Totally. Hilarious. Great story. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can just picture it so vividly too. <laughs> Classic. It was just, yeah, it was a classic Kevin moment. <laughs> it's not as good as the nasal cannula oxygen story, though. Holy moly. No, that's a classic Nuan moment. I wish that that was... is a classic Nuan. <laughs> I would pay top dollar to get that on video. 
<laughs> I remember I was doing my first rotation. I was doing medicine at the same time as your surgery rotation. I remember running into you guys uh, in the cafeteria like once a week, and you just looked so miserable. I felt so bad for you guys. It was it was a tough one to start out with. I think just getting in there and not really knowing anything at all about anything. It was it was a tough one to get into, but a good experience. You know, I learned a lot from it. Now I know nasal cannula. Put it in the nose. Not, yep. No, number one takeaway. Number one takeaway from surgery. <laughs> Okay, do you have time for our last question? You got to get going. No, you know what? I'll make time for you. I already texted. We're good. I'm making time for you guys, for my guys. Oh, I love it. Hit it. Hit it, Santana. So our last question, our most important question. Yeah, most important. um, Is we want to know what your hottest take is. Most controversial. Yeah, something hot. Mm. Colloquially. I... (laughs) Colloquially, all right, sounds good. Wow. I had a few options that I was thinking about. You know, I had like sprinkles are overrated. You know, we should get rid of <laughs> sleeping in your car shouldn't be looked down on. You know, like why is that? Why is that so bad? The night before a day off better than the day off. That's a hot take. But I think you know we can. You can ask me about any of those if you want. But I think the one I'm going to get Not the most in trouble for is I think Beyonce is overrated. <gasps> <laughs> Yeah, this is great. Are you serious? I think all those was the sprinkles, the car, the night before. But this is unbelievable. I've never heard somebody say that, dude. I know. I I I feel like nervous even saying it here. I'm like in my room. We're doing this podcast. You know, lock the doors. Audio. I'm nervous saying it out loud. (laughs) It's kind of one I keep in, but I feel like this is the right space to really let it out. Okay, so you have to back that up with some facts. Okay, well, this is just my, here's the thing. It's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I just feel, you know, Beyonce, Wrong. she's great. Great music. She makes good music. Tunes that, you know, I jam to still when it comes on. Single ladies, I'll jam out to that. You know, oh, yeah. you, you'll catch me in my car singing. Halo. But like, Halo, another classic. But like, is she that much better? Like, she's on this kind of like pinnacle, right? Of like. Right, the Mount Rushmore you know, of like female artists or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, for me, it's like. I like Rihanna's songs more, I think. You know, I feel like she has more bops. She Her songs are more catchy. I just like Rihanna's songs more. And I'm like, why does Rihanna not get that love? That's that's what I'm saying, you know? Okay. Well, I mean, so you're saying Rihanna is better than Beyonce? Well, I, I think she is. But I also just think, I like, agree. you know, we make Beyonce into this, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. And, like, she's yeah. great. But, you know, it's like, yeah, just tone it down a little bit. That's all I'm saying. You know, she's not like the greatest and even saying it is like you know if i'm like rihanna is like not the greatest people would be like okay but if i say beyonce not the greatest all of a sudden i like get nervous you know yeah yeah Yeah, palpitations sweating you know (laughs) it's like i can't even say it out loud well i'm proud of you for uh you know being to get it off the chest yeah i have to say you know being honest being open um, I gotta say, I'm a huge Rihanna fan, and I I prefer her music. <laughs> so you're you're in a safe place. Thank I, you. I mean, I think uh, unlike Rihanna, Beyonce made her mark in a three person Destiny's Child, right? It was three women, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she already had this awesome career, and then she goes on to have an amazing solo career. Unlike Rihanna, right? 
Mm. Well, yeah, Rihanna wasn't a part of a group, right? As far and as I know, true. and so it's like she's like reinventing herself. It's like Justin Timberlake. That's why he's on this pinnacle, right? Because he was part mm. of In Sync. Justin Timberlake is not on a pinnacle. He <laughs> is. He's on the same pinnacle as Beyonce. No, 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 no. He was in right. In Sync, and no, then he no, no, reinvented no, no, himself. No, 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 I, I don't. I don't know if I can be on this podcast anymore. No, no. That take. That's a hot take. But but also hanging up too. Beyonce. Um, like is known for being one of the best singer dancer combos mm-hmm. in music now. Like, do you is Rihanna known for her dancing abilities while singing? Not to the That's level of fair. Beyonce. That's true. No right. one, no one approaches that. That's what I'm that saying. Level. That's why you. It's hard to say she's overrated because of that singing dancing combo. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I do agree. You know that people do put Beyonce. On an almost godlike tier above all other artists, you know what I mean? Exactly. I think that's what I'm saying. I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate for a second. Okay. You're at a wedding, Nuan. You're kind of mm-hmm. bipping and bopping. You've had a few drinks. You're feeling loose on the dance floor, and then suddenly the DJ puts on. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that pause. <laughs> it's a it's a it's one of those theatrical pauses. Building the suspense. Mm. What does he put on? He puts on what's the song? I don't know. The song I'm talking I can't I guess got a mental block. Um You're the one I need. Yeah, love on top. That's the one. And the the dance floor goes crazy. It's like a top five DJ song at weddings. Yeah, there's no song by Rihanna. That would get a wedding crowd as nuts as Love on Top, right? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. If that's Depends true. What, if you're at Nuan's wedding, <laughs> yeah. If me and Nuan are getting married to each other, it's all Rihanna songs. <laughs> Beyonce's not getting What's a single. My name? I don't know, Kevin. I think that'll get the people going. I it's it's honestly a top five wedding DJ song. Wedding it's a very DJ specific song. niche, though. You know, you're mm. getting into. Some pretty granular data. You're right. Okay, what about this, though? On, if I'm arguing for you, Nuan, mm-hmm. Beyonce doesn't write her own songs. Oh. Wow. So you could say I didn't even know that. she's very overrated because yeah. there's tons of people who, like Lady Gaga, who mm. actually writes her own material. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's kind of beside the point, TBH. What? <laughs> We're not talking about who's good at songwriting. We're talking about who's good as a musical. Kevin's artist. too much of a music man for me. Me and Santana right now. Yeah. We're, we're just like ah, I do songs where I like to bop to a little bit. I yeah. Like I honestly feel so out of my depth in this conversation. Like I don't really know. I'm just like it's just like a little hot take, you know? No, I love it. That's a great hot. take. It's a great hot take. But I'm trying to help you out. So when you articulate this later in your life, you're like uh, Beyonce is overrated, and here's why. She doesn't write her own material. Yeah, but that's a straw man argument. <laughs> Don't that? use that. <laughs> Kevin, you're straw man out here. <laughs> Kevin, straw man Gale. Out here. <laughs> <Sheesh>. <laughs> I think it's a great, great. I think it's one of the best hot takes we've ever had, honestly. I love it. Really? Wow. We're going to lose well, some if listeners. If you want to talk about any of the others, I'm more than happy. <laughs> I love them all. I love them all. I think I agree with the other ones. Sprinkles? <laughs> Sprinkles, no flavor, nothing. They're just on there, you know? What's even the point? 
Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't need that little bit of like whatever. And then they fall everywhere. They get on everything. Yeah, you're eating a Just donut a in the car. Sprinkles are all over. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Gosh. I don't need that. You know, just just give me a donut. That's all I need. Yeah, no doubt. And then night before, oh, no, no. They, see, the, the reason Beyonce was a better hot take is because we agree with the rest. Yeah, of the we stuff. agree one hundred percent. I'm fine with. Okay. I've slept in my car before when I when I want to stay up all night. Uh, and for sure, the night before a day off, you're you're hitting the night hard. Exactly. So not, and there's like so much to look forward to during the day, and then when it's your the actual day, then you're like, oh, I gotta go back to tomorrow. But that night, that day before, mm, mm, right? The best. Mm. That's why Saturday night's one of the biggest weekend nights, right? Because because you got Sunday off and Friday night, but no one's going out Sunday night because they got to work on Monday. Exactly. One hundred percent. But Beyonce, uh, that's gonna get the blood boiling for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, will. I know. I, I'm I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, watch. Watch those DMs. So do you agree, Santana, <laughs> with Nuan on that? Beyonce uh, overrated. Flat statement. No caveats. I don't think so. Wow. I don't think so. I personally prefer Rihanna's music. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm a big supporter of Fenty products. Uh, um, but she hasn't put out new music in like a few years. But I do think that Beyonce is probably, you know, the greatest singer-dancer of all time. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Nuan, I totally agree with you because she hasn't read her own music. <laughs> so <laughs> see you later. See you later. That was the whole thing. Wasn't that the whole big debacle? Like um, Beyonce won a Grammy for one of her albums and then Beck. Lemonade? Lemonade. And then Beck had just created a new album and they had written their, all their own material, played all their own instruments and they were, they, they lost to Beyonce and it, there was a ton of musicians out there who were like, what the heck? How can they be giving these Grammys out to Beyonce when she doesn't even write her own material? Well, I can deep dive I... on Beyonce, my man. <laughs> Kevin, I think you need to take this take from me, Kevin. I like want you to have this take. Yeah. It's, it's all yours. Like, you know way more than I do. No way. I don't like being controversial. I don't want to do that. I'm not. I always, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> go with the flow. Yep. Thing. That's what you're known for. <laughs> Oh, Nuan. Anything anything else? Any last minute uh thoughts, feelings, yeah. memories before we let you go? Anything you want to plug on the pod to all our listeners? <laughs> yep. Products. Nothing, <laughs> products, nothing, nothing to plug for you boys, but just uh thanks for having me on. It was a good time. I'm glad I stayed. Absolutely. Thanks for I'll, joining. I'll work us. on getting Tanisha on. No promises though. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll expect we'll follow up with you. We'll call you every time we pod and say, Is Tanisha ready yet? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. All right, Nuan. Thanks for coming on. Sounds good, boys. All Take right, care, buddy. Bye. Bye. What a guy. <laughs> that was so good. What a great guy. That was amazing, right? Uh yeah, absolutely. Love it. I am a little bit parched, though. Oh, yep. Crack it open. Is that a lime bubbly? You know that it's not. <laughs> you can see what I it is. I can see it from here. This is a pomplamoose. Uh, look, we ran out of bubbly. We got LaCroix in the house. La Qua. La Qua. Pomegranate. Oui, oui. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are we being offensive to French it's... people right now? Oui, oui. <laughs> <laughs> Very offensive. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Um, yeah, I'm going to take a little mm. sip too. And shout out to Chuck Levin's Washington Music Center. 
always giving us the good material Shout equipment out. to get the pod in. Adam Levin, one of my heroes. <laughs> All right, what's next? Mm-mm-mm. All right, next up, uh, let's just move right along here. Yes, let's sir. get to the mailbag. Oh, no, wait. Hold up. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> wait a second. I thought you wouldn't notice. <laughs> let's just move right to the mailbag. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. That's I, my heart. Kevin. My soul dying. Relax. <laughs> you know what time <laughs> All right. What time is it? You know what time it is. Time for Kevin's Corner. Love it. <laughs> what do you got for oh. us this week? Uh, Kevin's Corner, just thinking out loud. There's not like a top five winter activities. There's not a specific article. And I hate that. That's fair. I just want to talk out loud with you. The state of, of it, and it's depressing. It's COVID stuff, right? Ooh. The numbers just came out, right? That uh, there's like a record number of deaths per day from people die, dying from COVID, right? This is even more In the so. World? More, yeah, even more so from Delta than Delta. This is Omicron, right? Um, and it's it, it's such a weird spot when I go into the ICU and it's overrun. You know, more than half the beds are people on ventilators from. Uh, COVID, mm-hmm. the Co- maj- COVID pneumonia, the overwhelming majority are unvaccinated. I would say that I haven't seen a, a vaccinated person in the ICU, right? Yeah. It's, no, it's all It's only people that haven't Ex- been vaccinated. Exactly. And so uh, the default for medicine at this point is um, no, basically no matter what the person is going to get ventilated, then they're going to be mm-hmm. on a breathing machine for you know, on average a week, two weeks, right? Yeah. And then they're going to, which means you can only be on a breathing machine through the normal breathing tube for a, f- a few days, right? At that point, you have to cut a hole in the neck. Trachea- 10 days. Isn't it 10 days? 10 to 14? Something like that. Mm-hmm. At that point, you got to cut a hole in the neck and do a breathing tube through a tracheostomy tube. which Yeah, is- surgery. Surgical airway. And you also have to get a feeding tube, right? Like... Is it? It's, it could be through the nose or the mouth. Also, or it could also be a surgical, a surgical feeding tube. Exactly, another surgery. Um, and it's and it the expenses from this are astronomical, right? Yeah, and people are also getting medication like new expensive. Oh yeah, um, the, there's a treatment recombinant uh, antibody medications. Right, there's a treatment where like if if your inflammation in your body's high and you you come in with COVID, you get a ten thousand dollar treatment mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just the 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 thought process that thinking out loud with you is that. Um, how can these people choose to be not vaccinated and then by default get all these like life-saving measures, life-altering measures, breathing tube, surgery, then they go to long-term care for months, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how is that the default when people are making the decisions not to be vaccinated? And I'm not saying one way or the other because truly I, I don't believe it's like the individual choosing. I think that's like more of a... like a. <clears throat> It's more society, right? It's more society propagating false news. Mm-hmm. I don't think the individual in some small small rural town 
is truly uh, has all the knowledge. Or in Minneapolis, right? You're going to the ICU in Minneapolis. I'm going to the ICU, but these people are coming from from you know rural hospitals. Oh, sure, being transferred to ICUs in Minneapolis, right? Uh, But it's not. I guess what I'm just trying to say it's not purely people from a rural background. No, there are. No, thousands of people in yeah. Minneapolis, big cities that who are not vaccinated, choosing not to get vaccinated. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts, man? When when I when we talk about this kind of stuff, um, uh, my I, uh, there was an attending or resident. We're talking about similar stuff. Like, there's COVID has been surging because of the Omicron variant for the past like. Two and a half months, right? Since like late November, Delta, and then Omicron. Yeah, right? yeah. So this longer surge. Yes. Um. And so. Um. I've heard. I've heard basically two. Two takes from from people, and and one is like. It's tough to be a doctor a provider or a healthcare worker in this environment because like you it's human nature to feel resentful towards the people that you're caring for because you know that you know that that they are by making this decision they are harming themselves and they're also causing a huge harm to our community and then putting a huge strain on our healthcare system right right by making these individual choices. Like if, if, if those folks would have chosen to get vaccinated, they would not be in the ICU. It's just a fact. Right. And that's it. And that the resentment can come from where you place the, the onus on the person, the individual person who made the decision not to get vaccinated. Yes. And I mean, at a certain point, I agree. Like, I think that is a totally natural response to get, to be feeling angry towards your patients for choosing not to, immunize themselves against this disease to get to become immune so at, at, you're saying <clears throat> on a certain level you do agree with that then does that resentment come on a certain level or some percentage of you? um i i not for me but um i think that we are in a very privileged and kind of separate position still as medical students we're not really at least i'm not in my since november i haven't really been delivering healthcare or yeah, frontline healthcare pay- on it six days a week, five days a week. Exactly. So it's easy enough for me to just look past that. But these are folks that have been doing this for two years. Right. And for over a year since the vaccines have been available and people are still, you know, choosing not to get vaccinated, putting their, their personal liberty above the, uh, health of their community and above you know everybody else right and so i think it's very understandable and not a bad thing to be frustrated or angry with these folks but i don't think that that should have any impact on the level of care that's provided to these people you know whether you chose to get a vaccine or not like you should still receive whatever the gold standard of care is for whatever or months of care whatever it is yeah in order that, to extend life. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. And if at some point, I mean like, yeah, whatever it is. Okay. So I'm going to play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. Do a little thought 
what is it called? Experiment. Thought experiment. Also, I want to go back. So I heard this yesterday, you know, a little 10 minutes of daily news that I listen to podcast. Yep. So this was the, what it said yesterday. The number of people dying from COVID-19 in the U.S. is hitting another high. This week, the average number of newly reported COVID-19 deaths in the U.S. reached nearly 2,200 a day. That's the highest level since early last year before all Americans were eligible for vaccines. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what made me think about this, right? So yeah. Yeah, yeah. the record number of people in the ICU getting care or dying, right? Right. So the thought experiment is, what if, you know, I was the president and I did, had some awesome, or some executive order where I could mm-hmm. say, hey, uh, in six, you, you know, in six months, we're changing the standard policy at hospitals. If you don't become vaccinated, you don't get admitted to the ICU. And, you know, and then people had the knowledge that, oh, if I if I do get COVID, I'm not going to be able to get life-sustaining treatments, right? I'm taking my risk because the people who don't get vaccinated are p- kind of disregarding, like the, the like I, maybe I'm putting words in my, their mouth, mm-hmm. but people who don't get vaccinated be like, I'll be fine, right? Or yeah. or. I'll die from COVID. Like, you know, that's my own decision. Like I, my own personal liberties, but that's not the reality of what happens in the hospital. Right. Um, I could, I could say, boy, that'd be a great thing for the United States and for health, the healthcare system to like put some kind of executive order in place like that. And, you know, it, ha- it would have to be where like hundred percent of Americans know this, like, no, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. which is hard enough in itself with all the different news channels. But tell me why that would be wrong. Like why, you know, we're just talking about this. Kevin's corner talking out loud, yeah, yeah, thinking yeah, yeah, out yeah. loud. Um, well, do you think that that would result in more people getting the vaccine? Um, no. I think that would result in more people dying yeah. from COVID. So I would say that that's not a good thing i would i mean i would think i'm thinking of it as simply as that like if these people if folks aren't if in this hypothetical world folks aren't allowed to be admitted to the icu that means people are just dying in their house right yeah We're going back to like you know the 1930s before you know good health care was around yeah. yeah you're right i Old mean people just dying being found weeks later i've never uh thought about it like that right mm-hmm. so in that sense, you can't do something like that. And I don't... That would be my opinion. I don't really blame the individual, right? I blame society. Yeah. I mean, I think the individual has to take some of the blame. Like, you are an adult. You are making a decision. Um, but, like, we don't exist in a vacuum. We live in a society. There has been an active campaign of misinformation for right. the past two years right. regarding all aspects of the pandemic, yeah, not just vaccines. Not right? just vaccines. Everything. Um, so, no, I don't think you can blame uh, individuals 100% um, for not getting vaccinated. Uh, but, like, at the end, I mean, it is a decision that you're, that folks are making. So, you have to, I mean, you have to take some responsibility for that decision. Right. Interesting to think about and talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it is frustrating. I, uh, I mean, I know. I mean, I've had 
when I was doing family medicine, I had tons of patients that would come in and, and refuse to get the vaccine. I've had tons of conversations about it, um, you know, with people in my uh, in my life who don't want to get vaccinated. And it's so frustrated because there isn't a real, like, logical reason for it. It's like... Um, no, you know, it's like propaganda. It's propaganda. Yeah. It's like some fear or misunderstanding um and basically the folks are just being preyed upon by news organizations powerful yeah powerful groups the joe rogan experience (laughs) (laughs) can you believe that (laughs) i I bring that up because uh the inside joke is we had a school email uh newsletter today that recommended the joe rogan experience (laughs) as a break from medical school (laughs) podcast to listen to not our podcast <laughs> i think that one snuck through the cracks of the editor of the newsletter dude actually i'm confident there is no editor for that newsletter at this point the medical school newsletter that recommended the joe rogan dude experience. the man is literally <sighs> an anti-vaxxer That's so funny anyways uh you know what i'm glad we talked about it because i uh I don't talk about that as much with a lot of people, mm-hmm. like that some executive order where you can't be admitted. Mm-hmm. But when you spell it out, like, uh, do you think that would change vaccination rates? I don't, mm-hmm. right? And right. and then what would happen? to More people would just be dying. Yeah, and and because it's such a systemic problem, you know, being preyed upon by news organizations or whatever organization is mm-hmm. is peddling this this fake news, it's it shouldn't be the individual who dies, right? They should yeah. get the same care as anyone else. I agree 100%. That's Kevin's corner, man. There you go. Let me finish it off. The kids are che- they're cheering for good conversation. Oh, that was a downer of a topic, though. No <laughs> doubt. Uh, okay, last but not least. Last well, set. Oops. Nice. Was this? I guess at this point, we probably should plug the vaccine. If you're listening to this, Ugh. Jerry, <laughs> and you haven't got your booster yet, go get it. Go get it. Go get it. I remember somebody on this podcast not getting their boost- booster for months at a time after it was available. I got it. I Weeks. S- I hunted it down. <laughs> I got that booster, baby. I know, I know, I know. All right, anyways, next segment. What is it? Mailbag. Mr. Zebra the Postman is delivering a letter to Peppa's house. <laughs> My goodness, so many letters today. And with so many letters to deliver today, I'd better make a start. Pepper and George love it when the post arrives. What is going Mommy, on right now? look, all these letters are for me. Oh, amazing. That's too long. Do you know what show that is? Peppa Pig. Have you ever seen it? No. I googled the top five most, uh, top five children's shows, like most popular. Peppa Pig's one of them. Is that a new thing? Was it around when you were a kid? No. Oh, I didn't even know it was a thing. I'm surprised you knew that it was Peppa Pig. Yeah, I'm, you know, I keep my ear to the ground. Anyways, I'll I'll um edit that to be shorter from now on. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, mailbag. We got lots of like new ones, hot takes. We got lots of mailbag. Yeah, I got one right here. Oh, you got one? Yeah, I just pulled this out of the bag. Oh, okay, okay, hit it. Um. This is a good one, actually. It kind of touches on something that I brought up earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, two-part question. Did first, did the first years and the third and fourth years of medical school require 
different studying slash learning methods? And then what do you think your approach to learning will be during your residency? Whew. Well, off the top of my head, no thought involved. Yes, the first years for sure were different learning than third and fourth year. Right. Because first year is just, however, whatever method you use, you got to memorize a bunch of facts. And then it's test, 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 yep. test, test. And ultimately you have to pass a standardized test mm-hmm. using those facts, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the first two years are all about. Yeah. And then uh, like third and fourth year, hands-on learning. And the best example of that is like surgery, right? When I'm taking my surgery rotation, I don't know how to make close up somebody's incision and do those those stitches until I've done it 10 or 20 times and right. where I can get good at it. I still don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag University of Minnesota Medical School. <laughs> no, but it's like um, we have so many of our friends who have lost their mind or going into surgery. Mm-hmm. The only way they're going to learn how to be surgeons is practice makes perfect, right? It's going to be hands-on. It's also a bunch of book stuff. Right. But a lot of his hands-on surgery practice that you get during residency. Right. And that's totally different from our studying methods where none of it was hands-on and we're just like learning from a book or a website or whatever mm-hmm. so yes it's totally different yeah all right yeah 100 percent. yeah i guess we kind of already answered this question uh earlier but yeah first two years yeah you're reading you're reading a textbook you're watching a lecture mm-hmm. and then you're taking a bunch of tests mm-hmm. for two years mm-hmm. and then um ideally some of that stuff that you learned sticks into your brain for the next two years where it's more of like, like you're saying, hands-on, more of like in a, an apprenticeship. You're trying to learn all of, you're trying to learn on the job. Yep. And I remember talking to one of my, um, one of the physicians who wrote one of my letters of recommendation. So I got to know him well. Mm-hmm. I He had kid a kid in third year or fourth year medical school, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, did that make residency a lot harder? Because... You know, the, the hours are more demanding in residency, at least on paper. And he had kids. Yeah. And he said, no, residency was so much easier. Because I just remember first and second year just thinking I never, I could study forever and ever and ever. But then in residency, you it show up for your job and you work hard and you learn on the job. You're learning during the job. But when you get home, it's like you clock out and then you hang out with your family, you hang out with your wife, mm-hmm. and then you clock back in. So hands-on learning, you know, learning on the job. Yeah. So that's what residents going to be like, hopefully. Yeah. Are you going to, what's the other part of the question? Are you going to change your approach? Yeah, hopefully. I'm not, I mean, I'm still like doing flashcards. You know, I'm still making flashcards, doing the old school approach first and second year. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I never do, you know, these flashcards, this flashcard program is called Anki. Yeah. I hope I never do Anki during residency, right? Why would we need to? I mean, we got tests. Well, we have one test, step three. And then, well, then there'll be the IM boards as well. Yeah, but I don't, but that, from what I assume is that you will pass that if you work hard during residency, right? The third, three years. I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to change that study habit. I never want to be doing flashcards in residency. Gotcha. Yeah. How about you? Um, 
Because um, you also did have done thousands and thousands of flashcards on yeah. Anki. Yeah, 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 yeah. Putting the time in. Um, I think that the, the the other thing that I didn't mention, the big difference is to, at least for me, to learn, like, you just have to be a little bit more active, more of an active learner as a third and fourth year and as a resident. It's not like you're just going to be given, like, the first years of medical school suck because there's so much content, but you're basically just given the content. You're given like a hundred lectures and you and there you're told to just learn it. Yep. Whereas being a doctor, there's infinite amount of information and it's not well organized. And you have to like actively seek out what you want to learn, what you want to become proficient at. Yeah, for sure. So that was a bit that's the big that was a big change going okay. into fourth third and fourth year. And I think that's just going to be even more of the case right? Um, Where in residency is like, you're going to learn a lot just on the job. But I think, at least for myself, to do anything other than the bare minimum, it's going to have to be a little bit more active, like going out of my way to learn, you know, whatever, EKGs. Right. And 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 then maybe... To learn how to do surgeries, during your, we're not going to do. During your lunch hour, you're like, okay, I'm going to sit down and review this thing for 20 minutes that I yeah. might have learned kind of hands-on. But exactly. Yeah, for sure. Active learning, for sure. Good answer. Good answer. You got anything in the mailbag over there? Oh, we'll save it. Don't, save I mean, it for I got, next week. I got a mailbag left and right. We got mail for days. For days. Yeah, save it for next week. Wow. Well, let me pick, let me hit the end of the mailbag segment. Don't think I'm not ending it with a sounder, because that'd be wrong. Here we go. Peppa Pig. Mr. Zebra the Postman is delivering a letter to Peppa's house. All right, that's long enough. <laughs> that's the end of the mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Anything else? No. That's that's the end of the podcast. It's a great pod. Always a great time. Always a great time and so pumped about Nuwan Pathagamagay <laughs> being on the pod. Yes. About time. Yes. Friend of the pod. About I thought he'd be one of the first five. Nope. He strung us along for a long <laughs> for a while. All right. So like I say every week, a, a bird, bird in the, the hand, hand is worth two in, in the, the bush. bush. Good night. <laughs>